gotta kick off the show here. <laughs> We're in green! All right, welcome everyone to the Mafia Cast. Thanks for tuning in, live or recorded here on uh. Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, and newly this week on Buffalo Rumblings Podcast as well. So we appreciate all the viewers. Uh, we got a couple checking in so far. Comments, sections open for everyone. Uh, we're back from July 4th weekend. Uh, I'm your host, Mike. I'm here with Skeeds once again. Ronnie's off doing the family thing this week. So what's new? How's things? Not bad. I mean, yeah, Papa Ron, he's off and starting a new job this week, you know, working at the dam out there. So hopefully he'll be back next week. Like Mike said, family, family's in town again. We all got lives outside of this. So Papa Ron's enjoying his and I hope he's having a good time. That's right. We're all patiently awaiting the season. We're like 67 days oh, away from God. Bill's kickoff or something oh like that. So. <laughs> hey, this is the last month without football until March. Yeah. So we can at least we can at least be happy about that. that that's that's right. for sure. That's right. So that keeps us going. Uh, so, yeah, Casey, I, I think you might have had the most exciting weekend because <laughs> I, I took an extra day off of work and I laid around the house and I, we went, went like grocery shopping once and that's all I left the house for. So I was laying around and eating and, but you, but you had some exciting stuff happen. Yeah. I, uh, my local, my local municipal that I'm a member at a golf course, uh, we had our first annual member guest this week and I actually came out on top and won. Yeah. I, no, uh, it, no big deal. No, no big deal at all. <laughs> it was, uh, I've told a lot of people I might not have been the best golfer ever there, but I think this past weekend I definitely was. The best yeah. golfer. Nobody was nobody was beating me. Yeah. So that's it a was, cool fact for those who don't know. Case is actually a pretty decent golfer. He's he's actually kind of getting me into it recently too. So yeah, that's right. Father's we'll Day. <laughs> uh me, you, my dad, and Uncle Pete all went out golfing. And Mike might have struggled a little bit, but you know, like we like he said, he's he's just getting going. So we're yeah. looking to get him up, ramp him up a little bit more this year. And I did tell you, I did tell you Saturday. I might have had a little upset stomach in the morning before the tournament, but my inner Josh Allen was going to come out, and look what happened. So I'm not going to say I told you so, but I told you so. <laughs> All right, well, that's that's excellent news. That's actually like our personally our biggest news for the for the for the weekend. Uh, as far as Bills news, not not too much else going on. Uh, you know the lull we've been dragging on here, trying to keep it together. Like I said, waiting patiently. Uh, I've seen like a couple things, you know, talking about the media blowing things out of proportion and, and and that stuff. But other than that, you know, the guys are working. Von Miller, you know, he's he's still pretty confident. He's working hard, uh, getting back at it. So, do you think he'll be back for the start of the season? Do you think he'll be ready week one? He, uh, you know, I, I think we're gonna, we're going to dive right into this right here. So uh, that that actually was one of the things that I, I first thought of when we were, we were talking about uh, 
this title here, you know, if we're excited or, or worried about something headed into this season, that is a concern of mine. And I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's the biggest concern, but yeah, I, I kind of am doubting that, that he's just going to be ready to go, you know, right off the bat. It'd be nice to bring him in, um, you know, the closer near the end of the season, uh, maybe and count on him there when he's fresh. But, you know, I, I don't know, coming off an injury, I, I always tend to worry a little bit. Um, so, so that's one thing I'm kind of worried about. Um, what, what about you? Any, are you, do you have any concern with that at all? With Vaughn? Um, well, actually to quote our good friend, Paparon, who's chiming in. There he is. He, Vaughn has dealt with this injury before and right. he was, and he was back week one. And that was when Ron, like just to quote Ryan the whole time. I mean, he, it was a complete ACL tear and Vaughn was still able to get back week one. This wasn't even supposed to be an ACL tear. They didn't know right. until they went in and started doing the surgery. They're like, well, while we're in here, we might as well sew that up too. So if yeah. it was just a partial tear and he didn't even know it, then I think he could be. How bad ready. could it be then? Right. Yeah, I mean, I think he could be back ready week one. I wouldn't be shocked about it at all. Actually, I'm kind of looking forward to it because one of the things I'm most worried about is – our defensive line being the same as it has been the last few years. Yeah. I think I feel I know I understand we brought in Leonard Floyd and we and we retained Jordan Phillips, Daquan Jones, Tim Settle. We brought we extended Ed Oliver. Groot's, uh, Groot's going to be in his third season with us. Uh, Epinesa and Basham. They're we're looking for them to take a step forward, but we're we're relying on guys that we've seen underperform before. I mean, not necessarily grew. He's performed well. I mean, he's, he's dealt with some injuries, you know, nothing extreme, but you know, the nagging two like one, two, three game stretches where it, it does hurt us big time yeah. to have him, you know, you'd hate to throw it all on him. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I'd hate to throw it all on him. And part of the reason why we brought Von in is so for Groot to learn from him on the field and be, effective off of each other, you know, to be able to play off of each other. And so I'm just worried that, I mean, we're coming back with the same guys, you know, we're going to, we're not necessarily the same scheme. We don't really know what the scheme is going to look like under Sean McDermott alone. Um, but I'm just worried. It doesn't take that step forward as a whole. I I'm sure Groot is going to get to that 10 sack mark. I, if I was a Batman, I'd bet Vaughn gets there as well. Leonard Floyd, you know, throwing five, six, seven sacks, you know. But does everybody else really step up? Does Ed Oliver finally prove that he was worth that contract? That's that's the that's the biggest question. Right, right. And me. you mentioned uh, McDermott, you know, get more involved in this defense too and, and you know, lacking a couple players, uh, linebacker too, you know. So, so it's not only going to look different, you know, the scheme is going to be slightly different. Maybe not slightly, but we want to, uh, you know, hope that, you know, being different isn't a bad thing. It's not something we have to adjust to. Hopefully, you know, we could hit the ground running uh, with a new look um, and not not have to, you know, lag behind and, and play sort of catch up, you know, on, uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Even not necessarily being an entirely new look, you know, still running right. that four two five, but just being a little bit more aggressive. I feel like that's something that Bill's Mafia has been clamoring for for a while now is we've been send four, sit back, I mean, send like sit back with seven and just let like make you try to like pick us apart. 
And that's a bend don't break mentality because we give up yards, but we don't give up many points because when it gets to that red zone, we are, we're really able to shrink that field and close those gaps that the receivers are trying to find. But the, it, the pressure, I mean, the pressure is there, but I mean, pressures still aren't the same as sacks. I don't care what anybody says. I, we still, I mean, we brought Von Miller in to finish football games. Like he did against Patrick Mahomes in the regular season last year. He finished that with, by getting that sack that ultimately was a sack that led to the pick six. So, or the interception by Teron Johnson. So I think it's going to look similar, like, Player-wise, but I think schematically it's going to be a little bit more of an aggressive defense. At least that's my hope. Right. Hope. Hope. Yeah, hope. That's right. <laughs> so so is it safe to say that, like, uh, so we're talking about, like, what we're most excited or worried about going into this season. I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand because I keep saying this. There's a lot of, like, unknown things, like we've just mentioned. And then, you know, the Jets, you know, with Aaron Rodgers and things like that, you know, them and the Dolphins, you know, adding adding players and and that sort of thing too. So I, I feel like what, what I'm excited about is also what I might be worried about. So it's just kind of this unknown thing that's got me kind of going crazy. Don't know what to think right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, we were all excited for, remember the AFC West last year? I mean, four teams are going to make it out of the AFC West into the playoffs. You know, the chiefs are still going to win the division, but it'll be tighter and it's going to be a lot better. Russell Wilson's coming in at quarterback. Derek Carr is going to turn right around with Devonte Adams and, the Chargers were going to, you know, explode with Justin Herbert under under the helm for another year, and look what happened. Yeah, you, you know, don't know it, until they hit the field. No, I mean not. I mean, so my biggest worry for this year from not the Bills is the Dolphins' acquisition of Vic Fangio okay. over, over Jalen Ramsey because you can have as great a player as all you want if they're not put in the right position, they're not going to succeed. So, right. but and Vic Fangio has is proven in this league. So I, that's my biggest concern is him, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we saw what Aaron Rodgers did against us last year. You know, the, the Packers were in that game because of the run game. It wasn't because of the pass game. Now I know he's going to say, well, I didn't have my receivers. Well, I mean, you said that and you still brought half of them over to New Jersey. You know, I mean, the, the receivers they had there already were better than what you brought over and Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, I mean, Garrett, Garrett Wilson's going to be an absolute stud. And Corey Davis is Corey Davis. I mean, I, I'm shocked they got rid of Elijah Moore. Um, but I, I still, I just, I don't, I'm not a huge believer in it yet. And I think it's because of the whole Russell Wilson thing last year. You know, everything, it was all blown. I mean, the hype, there was so much hype. We all knew it couldn't live up to it, but we didn't think it would, like, burn right. that tragically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As bad as it was. And so I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't believe in the Jets yet. And I, I will see week one. I mean, I'm thrilled. I, I was, that's the game I'm most excited about is being able to play the Jets week one. Right. Because it's a, it's a litmus test for both teams. How have the Bills changed? and incorporated Kincaid and that defense from McDermott compared to what are the Jets now? You know, are they going to be as good as we all think? Because if they are, they will beat the Bills. But if they're not, the Bills are going to stop them. Yeah. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. 
Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Now, now you mentioned Kincaid. Kincaid might be the most exciting thing right now, I think. You know, the potential there. So, th- so that's another thing to get excited about uh, leading into this season. Yeah, I mean, we finally – Josh Allen finally has a first-round draft pick to throw the – just yeah. throw the football too, you know. So they went out, got a weapon. So that's that's an, that's another another thing to get excited about here. Exactly. Who's to say he's not the number two? You know, we right. everybody's been clamoring for D Hop and all these guys to go get him. Who's to say he's not just the number two receiver in a tight end's body? And Gabe goes back to fitting perfectly into his number three wide receiver slot. Eh, you know, not in the slot, obviously, but you know, roster wise, right. Are we getting into, uh, ahead of ourselves? Do we want to get into that right now? I don't know. I think that's a good segue. <laughs> yeah, in, I think it is. That room. Because that's up next on the dock here. Uh, uh, we're going to discuss about the uh, the Bills wide receiver room uh, going into this year. You know, we're kind of um, trying to scope out, you know, who's going to be there active on game day. Casey, what are you thinking? So I think they're going to end up keeping six, just kind of like they usually do. And it's going to be Diggs, Davis, Shakir, Justin Shorter, Deontay Hardy, and Trenton Sherfield. That's the six. Everybody's saying that one of those guys has to get cut. But they the Bills have always kept six. The last couple of years, we've been clamoring for them to keep seven. And we wanted, we were begging for Isaiah Hodgins to be that seven. Yeah. But they, they stuck to their guns and they kept the extra linebacker instead of the wide receiver. Right. Up until last year when they did keep the seventh and Isaiah still wasn't it. Right. But that seventh was purely a um was like Jake Kumro just running special teams. Right. Now I know we have Trent Sherfield, Deontay Hardy, who you know Sherfield's a great gunner and Hardy's a great returner. But I don't think either of them are gonna be stuck to solely like uh special teams. You know, I think they right. are going to have roles in the offense. So yeah. I think that I think that's gonna be the six. And I, I'm I'm very. It's a lot faster. It's a faster group than what, yeah. we're, what we're used to in Buffalo. So I'm curious to see what that's going to do for Josh in the short passing game. Yeah. So you, you mentioned like keeping seven. So does like if you were keeping seven, is Hines like kind of in that seventh spot there? Yeah. Uh, I mean, special teams, you know, kind of thing. Or uh... I think it's going to be Hines and Hardy fighting for the special, like for the return job. And I, I truly think that it is the Bills are are going to keep four active running backs, just like they had the last few years, and for that sole special teams reason with Naheem Hines. I know he, I know he's not a gunner like Taiwan Jones is, but Taiwan Jones was still just purely a special teams player, 
And if that's what Naheem Hines is, and then he's in there to run the jet sweeps, you know, and the and the little um like just little plays like that, the trick plays, then I'd love it. I'm fine with it. You know, keep Damian Harris in there for a change of pace with James Cook and Latavius is in there. Just you need that yard. He's going to get you that yard. You know, he's he's the reassurance. So yeah. that that's my take on it. <laughs> so I, I think you nailed it with the six. And and it was the exact same six I was thinking of. You know, obviously you got our three Diggs, Davis, and uh Shakir. Um, but with those three behind them, uh Hardy Shorter and um Sherfield, I feel like you know, Sherfield could be your solid four, and then you got Hardy, who's your small fast guy, and you got Shorter, who's taller, your bigger target. So also fast guy. Yeah. So I like I like I like that, you know, behind our first three, we kind of have some variety there, you know, a big target, you know, small target, solid, solid uh fourth in uh Sherfield. So I think you nailed it with those six right there. Ah, so well here we go with Pop Ron disputing us. Maybe if he was on the show, he could plead it, he could plead a case. <laughs> but since he's dipping out on us, I don't uh, think so. Man, it's um, uh, three backs. No way. That's not tough. a chance because Latavius, it's going to, we all know it will be Latavius out, right. but it, he'll, it, he'll be picked up quick, insanely quick. Yeah. You know, it, we it, saw it, how fast the bills picked him up this year. You know, I, I'm sure it would have, it would yeah. happen again. It'd be tough to see him go. Cause I, we, we all really love to see him play in a, in a bills uniform this year. <laughs> hey, it's as close to home as he's going to get. Come on, Ron, let us dream a little, a little bit Ex- longer. Exactly. <laughs> so to Christie's point, yeah. Knox sounded excited about Kincaid looking like, yes. And I, I agree. I mean, you can't for starters, you can't be sour when someone is drafted, like, at, and they play the same positions. Not you a, not like, a good oh, yeah. You can't do that. I mean, no. we all know we've heard Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to train him. You know, it's not my job to get him ready. Um, but it's awesome to hear like that team, that teammate experience, like, share yeah. that happiness and be like, all right, you know, he's a good player. I'm yeah. a good player. Let's make each other better. Let's make the team better. The better right. the team is, the more money we make. I mean, I understand Knox already got paid, but hey, their contracts can be cut at any time. You're always looking for that, being prepared for that next contract in the NFL. Yeah. But bring on all that positive energy. I'm all about it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, we could all use a little more of that. So that kind of leads us into our next one. Yes. It kind of does. <laughs> if, if Kincaid truly like turns out to be what he could be and what we all expect him and hope him to be, do you think, I mean, and Knox has not a down ear. I mean, he doesn't get 300 yards and two touchdowns, you know, on 22 catches. Say Knox has, you know, 40 yards, maybe 40 catches, 500 yards, six touchdowns, and Kincaid has – 60 for 708. Right. And we're sitting and like the front office is sitting there thinking, well, we've saw what the Eagles did with, um, oh gosh, what Zach Ertz. Er. <laughs> we saw what they did with Ertz. Zach Ertz. We saw what, uh, they did with Tony Gonzalez. You know, we saw Jeremy Shockey, these great tight ends all get moved. And I know some of them were later in the career, but I mean, Knox isn't necessarily a spring chicken anymore either. You know, he's in his sixth year now. So with that contract climbing and with, like, the upcoming contracts of, you know, Davis and Elam's, I mean, I know he's only year two, but eventually he's going to want a contract. And 
having yeah. to pay these guys, I mean, is does this make Knox like maybe tradable? Do do they answer the phone and like seriously listen, not just answer to answer? I I think they they'd entertain ideas. Um, you know, man, this this I mean, it'd be this year might say a lot. You know, if if the duo you know works out great, man, that, that's tough to say there. Love me some Dawson Knox. Um, always been a big fan. Um, uh, Kincaid explodes. You know, like does that you're saying? You know, it could take away from Knox. Is that is that gonna make him less likely to get a bigger contract does that keep him at bay is that like a you know sort of thing i know you know you gotta you gotta play the numbers uh sometimes uh we have to get sarah sarah more involved uh for that yeah absolutely uh, sort of thing but um man if he explodes is knox tradable i mean what what would you even <laughs> what would you even get for Knox? so he was a third I mean, round pick yeah and he's i mean he led the league and uh, touchdowns for a tight end two years right. ago last year i mean going through the injuries and the passing of his brother you know he still had six you know everybody says that knox had a bad year last year no he didn't when he right. was there like he had a great year he started yeah. off slow but it's because Diggs was Diggs and davis were blowing everybody for uh, 150 yards you know and three touchdowns yeah. every game it couldn't you couldn't help it that allen had every deep shot given to him yeah. So yeah, he started off slow. He still ended up with five, six hundred yards, six touchdowns, you know, forty some odd catches. Came in clutch many times, scored the game winning touchdown against the Chiefs. You know, um, yeah. I just think I, I, since Kincaid was drafted, I keep running back to the Eagles and how they loved Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. I mean, loved him. And the Bills were trying to trade for Zach Ertz while having Dawson Knox. Yeah. You know, so they have been trying to go for this for a while, but even the Eagles, I mean, they they ran that two tight end set for a while, a couple of years, three years, and they still went away from it. So to right. me, it tells me that it's not sustainable for, for an extended period of time. You know, you can get it for a couple of years, kind of like that Rex Ryan with the Jets and that Eventually 46, they're gonna catch that on 46 defense. Yeah. It's going to, I feel like just like everything, they will catch on. And I'm afraid that that's just like that. It, it may have a lifespan. Yeah. So what, what something I can't help but think of with this question is uh Quentin Morris, right? Yeah. Maybe our third tight end. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to just bump him out. You need a good blocking tight end, right? So I, yeah, I mean, kind of reinforces uh, the point a little bit. I mean, and we know. I mean, Dawson's not a great blocker. He's not. You know, he doesn't get pancaked every time. He doesn't get put on his butt. But he's also not doing that as others. I mean, like he's not yeah. doing that to defensive ends and defensive tackles. Right. Mean, he he's a he's a good chipper. Um, and we all know Dalton Kincaid isn't in an inline tight end. He he play. You know, he plays from right. a two point stance. He plays slot a lot. Um, he's not a blocker. Um, Quentin Morris, yeah, is he that? Is he going? Is his blocking good enough to warrant him being on the fifty-three man roster? That's going to be a really, really interesting point. I I never thought about that. Just just yeah. the blocking aspect of it. So you got to keep one there. Yeah, I mean, do so, I mean? I didn't even think of that at first. But. That's a question. I mean, do do you keep three yeah. tight ends? Because and if so, where do you cut? Where do you cut other places? Because if we're keeping four <laughs> running backs, three, and six wide receivers, there's ten. We have Not, two, you know, two active quarterbacks. Um, well, five running backs technically because of Gilliam. 
So, so we're we're already at twelve just on the offensive ball, do you, uh, do offensive th- side of the ball, not even counting offensive line. Where where do you see us? Like uh, that's a little off topic, but like when you brought this question forward, I, I that's when I really started counting players and, and and really thinking about it. You know, not that this has, you know, it's not really you know who makes the roster this year, but you know, just just kind of seeing who we got on the team. You know, fifty three players, and um, you know, it kind of makes me think. You know what? what other positions are like, I can, I can see us making all these things happen, but there's like, is there certain positions that are like expendable where we, we don't have to have as many people at that position. Like I'm, I'm thinking like offensive line. I mean, I know we're really worried about offensive line, but you know, do, is there like guards that could play center? You know I mean? Um, you know, and just having guys that can just, you know, I don't, I don't know what I mean. Just kind of be thin there at, the line position yeah, so trying we could to have more depth, you know, in, in other areas, try to figure out where, where we can cut the corners to keep right. that. I mean, so offensive line, who, who's our projected starting five right now? I mean, it's Deion Dawkins. I'm going to give it Connor McGovern right. and Mitch Morris. And I'm still going to give Ryan Bates the starting job I, until yeah. Osiris earns it and takes it from him. And then we have Spencer Brown. So there's our starting five. So we have Osiris Torrance, obviously. Right. We we have, um, oh, who's the? Brandon Shell. Brent. We have Brandon Shell. We have, um, oh my gosh, Nick Broker. We have. Who was new though? He was like yeah, later Nick, in the draft. Yeah, later in the draft. Oh, but he's, apparently he's, a great steal. Um, yeah. We have David Andrews, who we signed from the Rams, who people were trying to. Argue could be a starter. I don't think he's in Edwards? the starting. Yes, David, David Edwards. 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 Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I don't think he's in the position to start. I if he wins a job, cool. You know, if he somehow wins that job over Ryan Bates and Osiris Torrance and Connor McGovern, then he's deserved deservedly so. Because right. those guys two of those two of those guys were paid handsomely within the last two years, and the third was drafted in the second round. So if you can beat them out, then good on you, man. But I, I think in, with him and oh, I, there's still one more offensive line with that. I, I just can't remember. Uh, Ike Bakker. I'm sorry, Ike Bakker. Yes, and he okay. can play all three interior positions. That's what I mean. So, so if like, we can get him yeah. and Ryan Bates, who can also play all three interior positions, then I mean, I think that might be a case to where you can maybe cut an extra guy and not have. And only have Brandon Shell as a swing tackle instead of the David Questenberry. You know, having both of them active, you can cut one, or you know, just not have that have them be a game day active. Right now, now with Von Von being well, I don't know if you want to call him questionable, but would it be worth maybe you know sitting him out a while just just to get that depth for a couple of games and you know see what we can do with it. Well, that's what a lot of people are projecting is that yeah. he starts on the pup list, which is first four weeks out. Yeah, and right. you can come back, and then and it also doesn't hurt. Like it doesn't take up a, a spot, a a uh, roster spot. Right. So, is that a case? I mean, I think it's a possibility. I don't think it would. I don't think it'll happen because even if he's not ready week one, I don't think he's not going to be ready by week four. Uh, he'll. I definitely think he'll be back within those four weeks. And I understand. I mean, this regime protects the players from themselves. So we saw how long it took for Tredavious White to get back from the same injury last year happening on, oh, at almost well happening almost on the at the exact same time of the season. The difference is the player. T- 
to me. It, everybody comes back and differently from injuries. Everybody's mind and body reacts differently. Maybe Tredavious White wasn't ready physically or mentally to go back out right, like exactly a year or 11 months af- after tearing his knee on, on Thanksgiving in front of literally the entire country. Yeah. That, I mean, that takes a toll on you mentally just as much as it does physically. Now, Vaughn, I mean, again, he's gone through this before. He understands the process to get back, to get healthy and play well off of it. So I don't, I don't know. I know, like you give these guys these deadlines and it like puts pressure on, but like, yeah, you know, no one really knows their body like they do. So exactly, exactly. I mean, it's kind of can't believe I'm going to say this. It's kind of like the Stefan Diggs thing right now, and everybody in the media, <clears throat> someone not here, wants an answer, <laughs> and we don't need. I mean, would it be nice to have an answer? Yeah. So everybody yeah. would shut up and but stop not, talking about it's it. It's not the most important thing. It's not the most important thing. And it's not necessary. We don't deserve an Like, it's not like we are required to be given an answer. You know, it's not, it's, it's, if it was handled in house, that makes me personally, I'm like, cool. Now we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, everything's handled. Do you air your dark, dirty laundry on Facebook? Because I don't. No, they just happen to where they don't have a choice. That's everything, was, everything is put on is put out in the public for that. I was just going to say, the world we live in, everything's out there, so you feel like you're entitled to all the information. Yeah, a- absolutely. And I mean, and again, I would love, I would love an answer to all this and exactly what happened in that meeting the day before, I mean, that day he left. But I, if we don't get it. Uh, Paparan says, I still misunderstand. Yeah, well, if he was here to defend himself. <laughs> Maybe I would be able to understand. <laughs> did you have a question for Papa Ron this week? I feel like he's here in the comments. You could you could write I did not. for him. I did not. Yeah, Papa Ron, why do you want an answer so bad? <laughs> <laughs> we need something he could school us on this week. Yeah. Next week. We'll be back for another awesome with Papa Ron next week. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> he's got a busy life. He's a busy guy. I know. That's good, though. Busy's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. Oh, man. We don't flew through all this. I today. was going to say we we <laughs> flew through this. Well, so we two thirds of the the normal talking this week. Kind yes, of. <laughs> yes. So what you said, like, what are you most excited about for this season? I mean, you said what you were worried about, but what are you most excited about into the season? Like what? Like what are you like? Oh my god, I can't wait to see this happen. So let's go back. Um, excited. Well, it, it's got to be the Kincaid thing. I mean, that's like a huge, um, huge ad there, obviously. <clears throat> Everyone knows that. Um, but, like, the big thing going into the draft, um, I was looking at uh, linebackers, really concerned about linebackers. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little excited to see what uh, um, Dorian Williams can do. Um, we got, you know, the new receivers out there. It's like it's like take your pick. There, there's all these, uh, all these additions. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm most excited. I think to just go into that first game this year and oh actually seeing some football. Oh my gosh! I <laughs> like, know, man. We just been waiting so, so long enough. But um, I don't know. Like our our guys, like Shakir, Elam, second year guys. You know, I want to I want to see them guys step up and ha- and have some big years. Uh, so year Shakir, that's a good that's a good one. So what do you? 
what just do you more think snaps. his is that is that all and he's, he's going to well, take for Shakir is more snaps or I don't do think, you think it's that all it's he's going to need like a designated role in the offense. No, I, I think like more snaps is just going to be the deciding factor. I guess you know you give him more snaps, you give more targets, and see what he does with it. You know, and you know right now where he sits, you know he's he's kind of you know I mean behind Diggs and Davis obviously. Um, you know, move move these guys around a little bit and just see see what sticks. I know Ron likes talking about uh, moving moving digs to the inside of the slot once in a while, and I'm like, I'm all for it. Why the heck not? Yeah, I, I mean, you can make plays on the outside too. Yeah, we saw him be able to last yeah. year. You know, we so. saw his ability to be one on one with a receiver or two or three and go up and get the football. And he's yeah. not, you know, he's not Justin Shorter, six five, two twenty five. He, right. He's you know six foot two hundred, he but his, to me it's like his heart and like how just how much like he love yeah. you can just tell he loves football he is out there just he doesn't yeah. care what happens working, to him. just make yeah. the play he just wants to make the play and that's what and I feel like that's what showed in that Bengals game last year he was the only one on offense to I mean, to score a touchdown you know the or the only person on the team to score a touchdown i should say and but he was why i mean wide open on that pass and it i think it was because he was like i mean when you're young and dumb you don't think about it you're just reacting you're going out there go well i don't care i don't care what's gonna happen i'm just gonna try my best until the end and what happens happens you know and that's kind of what it seemed like like he he was all right we might be down 25 but i don't care he's like we got to start somewhere we're gonna score here then we're going to score again. We're going to score again. That's just like, that's the kind of like watching him. That's what it looks like with his play that he, he's just trying real. He's always trying. And I think he's right in the mix to get, he's giving, being given that opportunity to win the, the three spot this year with Hardy and Sherfield. I mean, they didn't bring anybody big in and they, they didn't bring in the D hop. So there's right. targets to be had. And if he can, and if he earns it, then I, I, I could not be more excited. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up again too, because I was saying like excited, worried, how they kind of blend together a little bit. But that's that's one thing that I could kind of get excited about, and I feel like I I don't have to worry too much about it, you know, because there is the depth there. Um, you know, if he flunks horribly, but I don't I don't see that happen. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we all saw all the names that the fellow GMs called Rain and Bean for being able to get Shakir in the fifth round two years ago. You know, yeah. he he. I remember. There was a story that he had to put his phone on mute because he answered it and people were bleep bleeping him, <laughs> and uh, just for the draft pick, and they they couldn't believe it. And I, yeah. I at the time I couldn't believe it. I thought he was going to be a third round pick, second third round pick, and here he goes just falling, falling, falling. I understand he didn't do well at the at the underwear show out in Indianapolis, <laughs> but I mean, you also I mean I'm big on the eye test. What like what can you show me on a football field between those two white lines? That's what I want to. I want to see. I mean, Diggs isn't the fastest player in the world, but we see him on a football field be able to pull away yeah. from cornerbacks. You yeah. know, Josh Allen, we know he's not running a 4-2, but that that 70-yard run or whatever it was against the Dolphins in the playoffs last year, no one was catching him. The only reason yeah. why he was caught is because there was people in his way, and he <laughs> and he got like – what like the the run yet like the speed yips. He just like ran like lost control. He was moving oh so God. fast. Yeah. But yes. like it, just show me Go what's ahead. between the numbers, and it just seems like 
Shakir has it. Like he he has the football mind. He's young, and like you said, I think he just needs the snaps. Yeah. So you you mentioned like the draft pick. You know how we're, how Bean was uh, sort of the villain, maybe so to speak. So now so now I feel like you know the Bills. We're not really like the villain. You know, like like maybe Joey Joey B or Mahomes. They can be looked at sort of that way. But like Buffalo, right? City of good neighbors or whatever. You know, blue collar guys. The good old boys or whatever but do you do you want to see like more of that do you want to like be the villains do we do we need that sort of rap or or do we just kind of i don't know would that sort of light a fire do we got to get more competitive like that you know to bring us further to the big game see i feel like that role? i feel like the Bengals. so i don't necessarily think it's the villains yeah. like per se i think it's like the Bengals. i feel like are the cool kids you know what i'm right, saying okay. Like, cause uh, Joe Burrow, I mean, he's so like uh, just so cool. Yeah. Was, you know, just the swagger about him. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, they have this unstoppable offense, and it seems like they're like they're. I mean, they are Joe Cool. Right? They're they're right. just a kickback, relax, you know. So for me, that that's what I think when I, when I hear like the villain or something, right. you know, or that something like I'm that. more thinking like Belichick, you know, the patient yeah, uh, hated that. You know, I feel like I want people to just hate us so much, but well, like, I feel, I think the dolphins <laughs> do because Josh Allen's their daddy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, wow. I and I can't say I blame him. Josh, I mean, Tom Brady was my, our daddy my entire life until he freaking went to the Buccaneers. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I admit it. The dolphins fans are just too stupid to admit it. And like, cause they can't read numbers or something. <laughs> they think seven and two is a good thing. Oh man. Um, I knew I could get you going a little. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the same reason why you have to do the intro when Bob Moran isn't here is the same, is the same thing that I want for the bills. I, I do not want to be in the spotlight. Yeah. I like, which is, I think why I, I've kind of, why I'm no kind pressure. of ensuring this whole big <laughs> thing because, it's blown out of proportion. You know, it's it, to me, this is nothing until he's like, I want out of Buffalo like he did in Minnesota. Yeah. I'm not going to worry about it at all. And if Josh Allen was a lot more secretive than what he has been, then I would be worried about it even more, but I'm not. So for the, like, let everybody just be like, Oh my God, they're imploding. Let like, they're, they're nothing anymore. You know, they, they had the time to shine their windows closed, blah, 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 blah. Okay, good. But then we'll you got see, guys like we'll me that just try to hype them up every chance. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, uh, and I'm more so, hey, we'll see you in January. Right. Because <laughs> we will be there in January, whether it's more likely than not when they AFC East. But if it's wild card, we'll see it. We'll see you in January. That's all That's all I care about at this point. You know, it's just just make it through the, through the um, regular season healthy. That's the only thing important at this point. Because we all know that's why the Bills, like that, would almost true. be bigger than getting a game further. Absolutely, you're heading it, into next year. Yep, it, just get healthy, just get I, out, I mean, be as healthy as you can going into the playoffs, and nothing else matters. Yeah, it's always get healthy at the right time. That brings up another point. Something I just read uh, before we got on that I don't know. Someone was speculating. I forget where I where I read it that uh, Bills might be looking at linebacker next year in the draft maybe to fill the train at Tremaine Edmonds spot. So well, you got me thinking, you know, holding off, stay healthy this year, take it easy. You know, I think that, so that was my opinion 
when we did draft Dorian Williams was we now have Terrell Bernard in their third round pick. We had Terrell Dodson in their in their late round pick. Been on the team for a couple, bunch of years, you know, special teams. Ben Tremaine's number one backup when Tremaine went down. Terrell went in, and we still have AJ Klein in there. Who hey, in his tenure with the Bills, he's won Defensive Player of the Week. You know, he's yeah. had three and a half sacks in a game. So is he a flash in the pan? Maybe. But sometimes your team needs that. You just need that spark. And True that. So if all these guys go out in the deep and it's just not happening, not cutting it, I think that I wouldn't be surprised that's our first-round pick next year. I would, And I wouldn't hate it because that's been my thought, again, my thought process this year. Bring in all these guys that have been overlooked you know, and just – let them all give give them all a square a fair chance a square shake, just let them go, and just and if it doesn't and if it doesn't work out this year, then you know our the rest of the defense around them is going to be okay to buoy it. You know it's right. not it's that one linebacker spot is not going to entirely sink this offense. I mean this defense, especially with Matt Milano. Oh yeah. So <clears throat> we want to go ahead this year and run it out like that and use our first round pick on you know the number one or two linebacker in the draft. Be my guest. I would love it. Right. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Sounds good to me. So um, my next question to you is, with salary cap, pertaining to salary cap, Gabe Davis, what do you think is going on with him after this year? Do you Because this is his last year. This, this is a contract year for Gabe Davis. So... Uh, do you think he's going to be given the opportunity? Do you think, A, okay, do you think he's been offered a contract extension yet? Do you think that there's been talks and he's been and the Bills have offered him something? And, B, do you think if it's a middle-of-the-road contract, does he stay to try to win the ring if we don't this year? Or does he go with the money? Um, hmm. He, uh... You know, so I, I know everyone wants him to get paid, um, and, and I'd like to see him stay as well. Um, but now, you know, as far as the receiver position, I feel like we've added quite a bit of depth. That you know, if we had to, you know, we we could send him off, you know, get a trade pick or whatever, um, and maybe be all right. But I, I really, <laughs> it's tough. You know, you want to see him do great and have the breakout season and get paid. Um, and stay but like you said with the cap it's kind of tough to have all that happen and if he has that sort of breakout year that you know some people might might be thinking you know if you're almost threatening for like the number one receiver spot and i don't know maybe you maybe you are expendable at that point yeah i mean and you need to go elsewhere is it Um, worth it i mean if he if he is just on the same path as like to have the same year stat wise as he did last year. Do you think Bean considers trading him? You know, if Shakir kind of steps up and excuse me, and shorter steps up, you know, he really starts to amaze in camp just like Gabe Davis did his rookie year. Do you think maybe they're like, hey, get something while we can for Davis? Yeah. He's sort of, you know, he's not our number one receiver, and he he's kind of right there, borderline right now. Um, so yeah, he he could be the could be the guy out uh, next year. But something something cool that I just learned is that he just he just 
pretty much triple his salary, I think, um, with the, uh, what is it, the PPE, the player performance elevator. Mm -hmm. So however that works, I'm just learning about it, so I don't know much about it, but pretty much triple his salary, and wow. as far as, you know, you, you outperform your pick, um, your draft pick, and then, you know, they 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 hook you up or whatever. So that, that kind of helps out a little bit. And, and you asked, though, about, you know, has there been talk about it? I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was. Because, I mean, if we're talking about it, I, they, they've probably talked about it a while ago. Yeah, but, I mean, this year, Groot, they're already going to be start talking about Groot because yeah. it's going to be year three. You know, they're they're because at the end of this year they have to decide whether to pick up his fifth year option, and then next year is going to be the year to extend him. So that way you have two years until it actually kicks in. So it's just like one of those like how far can Brandon Bean kick <laughs> that can? I mean, like does he have steel toe boots on and can just go for days? Because this is getting to be one hell of a credit card. He bill. might he might give uh, Tyler Bass a run for his money kicking the can. Oh yeah, he he just <laughs> might the way he's been able to do that. Absolutely, are you kidding me? It it is pretty impressive, you know the te the team that they've built over, you know the past several years. Yeah, I mean um, we saw the cat purgatory we were in this year, and we were like, oh, we're not doing anything. We'll be lucky to bring back Edmonds or Poyer. Here we are. We brought in. All this talent on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, and retained all but one player. Yeah, and anybody so, we didn't retain still isn't signed. So I'm not all that worried about it. So speaking of that, though, do you can you comfortably say we're done with off season moves? Meaningful off season moves? Yeah, yeah, I, okay. I do, I do. I think Cam Dantzler was the last one to be brought in for an actual position battle. And I think okay. that position battle is for, you know, the last corner spot between he and Cam Lewis. Yeah. And he's going to be playing that Xavier Rhodes spot. I, so it's I, kind of been winding, winding right on down. So, yeah, we could probably lose sight of the, these big moves that maybe we think we're going to we're going to make. But, man, they they do surprise me sometimes. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, Leonard Floyd, that was a name none of us true brought up. True. You know? And all of a sudden he gets one year nine million. Yeah. So it wasn't too long ago. No. I mean, are we going to get Zeke? No. Are we going to get... Do we want Zeke? No. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> are we going to get D-Hop? I, no, I, I don't think so. I don't ever... I never really thought we were truly Delvin. running. Just not necessary. Delvin? I don't... No, I don't think we get Delvin. I don't think no. we want to pay... You know, we're never going to pay that much for running back. If we were, we would have paid Devin Singletary. Not right. to say that Devin Singletary is as good as Dalvin Cook. But if we were going to pay running back, we already know what we we're going to have with Devin Singletary going into this year. And every single year he's played, he's gotten better and better and better. In the beginning of his career, he couldn't catch a football. By the end of last year, I mean they were the, when we did run the halfback screens, they went to him. You know, he I think he caught 25, 30 balls last year. So I, I think it's too much of a running back by committee to run with a stud running back like that. Right. I think I think his younger brother James and Damian Harris, and then the handcuffs with Latavius and Hines are the and that's the, exactly what we need for our running back. Group. Yeah. All right. Well, I agree with that. And um, I don't know. We're about forty six minutes through. We kind of touched on all the topics here. Um, we brought up some new news here. I mentioned it uh, briefly when we started the show. Now uh, featured Mafia Cast is now featured on Buffalo Rumblings podcast as well, so you can find us there. Um, listen to the show, uh, play it back. 
um check out the latest so uh there's that um everyone tunes in every week we appreciate you guys uh what do we got sunday we got another show coming up uh we got a special show this sunday uh yes. do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? yeah we have a special sunday episode and papa ron will be able to join us <laughs> and we are going to be joined with special guests uh LaShawn warlock and bills mafia you all know who who he is i mean how generous he is with everything he does buying people and buying tickets flying people out to games out of his own pocket just he doesn't care he doesn't do it for anything in return just out of the kindness of his heart because he wants to be surrounded by his family the bills mafia so it's we can't wait can't wait to talk to him on sunday and see where see how we got started where where he is now what his plans are for the future yeah, you know, we, we love doing this here on the Mafia cast, highlighting the different members of the Bills Mafia and uh, how they're important to the community. So uh, with that being said, tune in uh, Sunday, catch up with Warlock and um, AJ's analysis up coming up here on Buffalo Rumblings at 830. So stay tuned in for that. And until next time, go Bills. Go Bills.